This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Well, today's episode on the Outback Way podcast is with the Australia's Golden Outback CEO, Marcus Falconer. Welcome, Marcus, and we'll also be having Gabby Simone join us as well, and we're looking forward to having a conversation about all things Australian Golden Outback can offer, which is the Western Australian area of the Outback. Marcus, how did you get interested in coming to the Outback Western Australia? Oh, it's a bit of a long story. I won't bore your lovely listeners with all of it. Um, As you might detect from my accent, I'm not from uh, Australia originally, so I fell into tourism after an agency side background, actually, in the UK. And then, um, yeah, I happened upon a, an adventure group operator in the UK. And I worked there for about five years as head of marketing, promoting uh, treetop adventure courses all around the UK, which was great fun. And then that took me to Yorkshire in the UK, where I was the marketing director for Welcome to Yorkshire. So they're a regional tourism organisation promoting Yorkshire to the world. And during this time, I'd fallen in love with um, a Perth woman. So that brought me to Australia and um, I was lucky enough to get a position at Tourism WA and I was there for about five years from around 2011. And during that time, I got to know a lot about Australian tourism and uh, Western Australian tourism in particular and came into contact with regional tourism organisations. And here I am, landing up as um, Chief Executive Officer of uh, Australia's Golden Outback, which covers around 54% of Western Australia. Wow, that's a big area. Yeah. And so in that area, I mean, it's such a big area and I appreciate it. It's uh, not particularly densely populated, <laughs> it's, um, but the unique, you must span from some pretty extraordinary places, north to south, east to west. So have you got any uh, highlights that you, uh, you just give people some context about the various attractions or areas that people may know about that your area covers? Sure. Yeah, I think that size factor kind of governs some of the contrasting experiences that we have in a in an area that size. So just as a few examples, we do have a bit of coastline and that's the area on the southern coast of Western Australia or southeastern coast of Western Australia, encompassing places like the Fitzgerald River National Park and Esperance. Esperance being famous for its uh, bouncing around on uh, lucky, the white sands of Lucky Bay. And then as a stark contrast to the north, our border finishes around the Pilbara border. So within my patch, we have Augustus, which is within the Gascoigne merch scenario. So mm. think you know, wide horizon, station stays, and you've got this large rock, which is twice the size of a Larue and not a huge amount of people have heard of. Yeah, well, there's, there's a contrast for you in between. You've got, we've got a large expanse of the wheat belt. Probably Wave Rock is the most iconic place that we have in, in the in the wheat belt in Western Australia, and and then the other subregion is the goldfields. They're starting around that uh, Laverton area, with Kalgoorlie being the main kind of destination hub in the goldfields. Yeah, good. Okay, gosh, what a diversity. That's really good. So, uh, what specific activities, uh, I guess, are install for this coming tourism season for Australia's Golden Outback and other specific events or a new campaign for this year, things that you're really trying to 
talk about. I gather that Western Australia has, uh, you know, a fairly large uh, emphasis on the road trip this year and uh, just wondering how AGO might be encompassing that and uh, any other sort of promotional material, I guess, or material, uh, promotional activities participating. Yeah. Yeah, from from what I can gather, and I've been in this role for well, eighteen months or so, um, and I knew the pre- my predecessor Jackie Abeck, who was in the role for about ten years. I think since time began, Australia's gone out back in promoting the area as predominantly a self-drive destination. You can fly to a few places within that, but that's generally how it's been promoted. So it fits pretty well at the moment with Tourism WA's focus on their global road trips campaign. I suppose what we've been focusing on in the last nine months or so is bringing to life some of those iconic road trips in our region with some new content, um, and that content being series of videos and imagery backed up with some um, words that we can put on our website and give to partners. Sure. So that's, I suppose, building a content suite for particular um, road trips. So a couple that we've recently been, uh, a drive that we call the Great Southwest Edge, which goes from Perth to Esperance. So it's been working collaboratively, shock horror, with another RCO region. I know you guys are very good at that, the Outback, working with partners across Australia. And that's and so been a really good size. Um, we've just today actually launched a new content marketing campaign with all those kind of videos that I mentioned for what we're calling the Road to the Rock. Starting in Perth, going through yeah, wow. places like Pine, Magna, Q, up to Mount Augustus. Yeah. Um, and then coming back through Wildflower Country. So that's just launched the coming season in mind. And in March, we'll be launching in a similar format, something for the Quest Discovery Trail and Kalgoorlie. And I think that's particularly pertinent, that campaign, for that link to the Outback Way. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. It comes into Laverton. That's that's the gateway to my region to a large degree, or one of the most important um, arteries. But yeah, we've, we've got a lot of campaign activity on the go at the moment. Yeah. Now, how far is the road to the rock from Perth for people? Very good question. I always say the trip to Mount Augustus to take a couple of days. Yes. So on the way up from Perth, if you go the inland route that we're promoting as the way up, you might stop around places like Mount Magnet Q or one of the stations around that area. And then the second day, you'd go up through uh, Mekathara and then head off towards Mount Augustus um, from there. So, yeah. you know, a two-day drive would be the minimum amount of time you take to, to get there. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's quite amazing. And so it's twice the size of Ayers Rock, is it, of, of Uluru? That's quite a significant uh, landmass. Um, it sure is. Yeah, like, and so I, what, I, what, I, what's the core? Is it sandstone or is it a what, – what kind of rock is it? I'm going to get this wrong because I think there's a fair bit of um, contention about what it is and what it isn't. Okay. Um, I've used I've heard words used like monolith right. mentioned. So yeah, it's uh, I do like putting up images of Uluru next to it on PowerPoint presentations when I'm talking to people. Yes, I quite like that one. <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's good actually because when you're talking to people, people have a a perception of something in their mind, but it's much easier to start with something that they know. And most people have heard of Uluru, and it's yes. fantastic. Yes. So, but it, it's good to have that comparison, and it, even if it was the same size of a Larue, we'd still use a Larue as a comparison. Yeah, sure. To get across what type you might get when you go out there. Well, it's also a bit like Mount Connor, which is on the way to Larue on the uh, 
Lassiter's Highway. And many people think, oh, is that it? You know, when they haven't seen it or, you know, really realised. But because it's also quite impressive with the flat top mesa almost. It's like a, it's got the eroded sides and things like that. So it's quite different looking, but it is also a significant, you know, it's really quite eye-catching and how the land sweeps away and it sort of rises back out of the ground. It's quite, yeah, it's quite an impressive piece of rock. So, yeah, that's good. The work on the Goldfields uh, Network Trail, that sort of hooks in all those Goldfield towns, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. The, the, Quest, the Golden Quest Discovery Trail is, is a loop of about 965 kilometres. Um, yep. And as you said, it, it hooks up those those outback towns on that loop. So that would include places like Laverton, Leonora and Gawlia, right next to Leonora, yep. um, Kukaini, Menzies, Orabanda, Kulgadi and Kalgoorlie. And that, and that immerses people in the history of the WA goldfields dating back to the gold rush. It was the um, 125th anniversary of the discovery of gold in Kalgoorlie last year. Extraordinary. It's one of our most iconic self-drive trails, definitely in, in my region and probably in WA. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's very good. And any developments occurring in that area, in that goldfields area, I guess given that it's uh, sort of the entry from the Western Australia section for the Outback Way, are there sort of things developing and progressing in that area? Yeah, there's a couple of things either just completed or in the pipeline. So Gawlia has just finished a renovation project of Herbert Hoover House, which um, obviously has a lot of history attached to it with um, Herbert Hoover being the 30th president of the United States, who was once a, a mine manager in the goldfields and up at Gawlia. Part of that project's been renovating the large head frame there. So that work's all just completed and, and Herbert Hoover House is open again. It's actually open as a bed and breakfast. I think it's got three to four rooms. So that's that's really fantastic. And the community had a big opening event at the back end of last year. The other significant development in the goldfield from a tourism perspective is there's been an announcement of a golf resort development at Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie, as, uh, as you may know, some of your listeners may know, at the best desert golf courses in Australia. And I believe it's a Hilton Doubletree project uh, and hotel. I think it's a $20, $20 million project. So that's going to create a lot of interest um, or further interest in the golf offering in Kalgoorlie. But that's due to be completed within a year to 18 months, I believe. So wow, that's very quick. Cool. Holy moly. Project, yes. Jeez, I wish we could do so the Outback in that first. <laughs> I'll be honest, I love that golf course and uh, I'm, a bit a, I'm a bit of a golf tragic. So, um, and also it being, it's part of the Nullarbor Links, yes. the world's longest golf course, which uh, starts in Sajuna and finishes in Kalgoorlie. So, yeah, a lot of news happening on that front. Yeah, that's excellent. Because actually in Queensland, we've currently got a, uh, this season, there's a million dollar golf hole, like hole in one at the Mount Isa mm-hmm. golf course. And it's actually linking uh, Roma and I think um, uh, Roma, Charleville, Longreach and uh, Winton and Bullia into Mount Isa. And so there's various country golf courses included and you've got to play it, have played at least two of those golf courses to be eligible to enter the million-dollar hole-in-one at Mount Isa. So, yeah, so we could actually hook this into there and get everyone playing golf courses right along the the whole entire uh, Outback Way. Have a bit of a golf tag along. Golf fest, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, it's good. Oh, excellent. Well, that's quite a uh, that'll be a really good injection into Kalgoorlie because it really it, it's going to really assist with sprucing the place up a bit, won't it? That's good. Yeah, and also that's, you've just reminded me of some a few other developments happening in Kalgoorlie. Um, the city a couple of years ago launched a, a growth plan for the whole city, tourism being one of those areas. But one of the one of the projects which is underway is a, a revitalisation of the city precinct. Okay, great. Um, and there's some big money behind that. So the the visitor experience and and just for for those living there as well is really going to come on leaps and bounds in the in the coming years. And the city are in the process of producing a, a new city brand that's going to um, go across all sectors, attracting more people to to live there, visit there, and invest. So there, there's a lot happening in that part of the world at the moment. Yeah, excellent. Oh, that's good. And and I mean, Laverson's just done up their main street in the last year, and it looks spectacular. So that's it. That's very yeah, good. I've been yeah. there in the, in the last year. Yeah, really good job. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, does Gabby want to join us and um, talk about some ideas? Yeah, on, I'll be One other thing, actually, I, I saw it on a on a report yesterday. Our board meeting, um, Patrick gave me an update on some things that are happening up in the Laverton area, and they mentioned try and grab the paper, the paperwork about a new motorbike tour guided tour offering that I think going Laverton down to Esperance, kind of four wheel drive touring on motorbikes, which sounds really exciting. They've been working really closely with the. Uh, the Great Beyond Discovery Centre at okay. Leighton. Yep. Are they be are they be off road bikes? I imagine of some description. I'm not can't tell. I'm an expert on the motorbikes. Eh? Gabby. Yeah. Do you want to come have a chat with Helen about your experiences of the outback way? Yeah. I can hear you. That's just for the benefit of speaking into the speaker. Hi, Helen. Hi, Gabby. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us. And uh, you've uh, had years of experience with the uh, Golden Outback and I'm um, just to uh, be great to get your your experience with, I guess, going to trade shows and various interactions with people regarding the Outback Way and the golf fields itself. So your perspective would be great. So have you got uh, any anecdotes or any, any experiences you've had that are memorable? I've had lots of memorable experiences, particularly around the gold fields. I just find the Goldfields area really, really fascinating. The people are very warm and it's just a wonderful part of Australia to visit. So I'm really, really delighted to be promoting the Golden Outback and we've got a vast array of just wonderful attractions for, for visitors. Yeah, and what trade shows will you be attending this year? Are you going to, well, what's coming up? Uh, I'll be attending the, the big um, Australian Tourism Exchange, which is going to be held in Perth uh, in oh, April. Okay. So... Tourism Australia and with all the um, state tourism flying about 600 senior uh, um, uh, managers from right right across the world. So we'll be meeting with uh, representatives from our key markets, Germany, UK, New Zealand. We've also got uh, uh, emerging markets uh, with, with the Japanese as well. Mm-hmm. Also our traditional markets. So we, we do find the Northern Europeans... They're the ones that the Outback really, really appeals to them. Yes. And they're really, uh, the, the visitors are really, really interested in it, in doing the Outback way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what we found. And when you look at our statistics, that's sort of the, num- the, the countries that are certainly busy on our sites. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, excellent. That's great. And uh, the other areas, did you uh, have... The, from the meeting yesterday in regards to Laverton, any of the update in regards to what's going on there? 
Mm. Yeah, Patrick, who chair of uh, the Outback Highway Development Council, he gave us an update on what was happening along the Outback Way and, and some of the initiatives, yep. also um, things that are happening around uh, in Laverton. So Laverton is really the gateway to the Outback Way and they're telling us they are getting lots of visitors coming through and then like, there's going to be an expansion to the Great Beyond Visitor Centre there. So... For your listeners out there, um, those who haven't uh, yet been to Laverton, definitely uh, must-see is the Great Beyond Visitor Centre. Yeah, it's do just a, a wonderful job. exhibit. Yeah, they do a great job. Millions of dollars, yeah. It's very, very informative as well. It just makes you wonder how, you know, we're just so fortunate to be living in the 21st century. These poor explorers uh, who, who came out 150 years ago, uh, it just makes, makes you wonder how, how on earth they coped. Uh, you know, with, with no air conditioning whatsoever uh, to keep them cool. Yeah, that's right. I mean, their tenacity and determination to, you know, really just forge new pathways and, and new industries is, uh, I think we're all a bit soft these days, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. No, that's that's right. Oh, that's great. And so, yeah, I was uh, talking with Marcus earlier about the bikes, the four-wheel drive bike tracks that they're Laverton's building and um, I'm putting in a, a bit of a tour around the place so that might be quite interesting for people if they've got bikes and coming out and I guess if people want to carry on down the Outback Way that would be excellent and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I suppose I did the Outback Way route a number of years ago Helen and um, I've got to say I was really really surprised when I when I saw a few people on bikes so you do get, you know, the, the intrepid traveller. They're quite happy to go on their bikes and, and do the outback way. So it's definitely yeah. worth it. Yeah, I know. And also we've, we've had guy push a wheelbarrow and, uh, and we've had mountain bikes and we've had posty bikes and we've had, you name it, they've, they've done it and it's been, uh, yeah, it certainly attracts, attracts those, uh, I guess it's similar to our early pioneers and our early, early explorers. They, uh, they're prepared to take on the frontier, I guess, which is which is great. It's really good. Keeps keeps yeah. everyone entertained. It's good. And uh, the what um, with the uh, trade shows, what do you find is uh, any tips for people coming to trade shows or any uh, any idea, you know, any sort of thoughts in regards to how the trade shows people can make the most of trade shows and things to get the most information. So we, um, the Outback, we actually attend all the various caravan and camping shows um, around Australia. I believe tomorrow the Victorian Caravan and Camping Show is starting. We've got one of our uh, representatives there, Milton Valley. Milton has actually done the Outback Way and he's done like a number of uh, self-drive trails, you know, throughout Australia. Western Australia, but I suppose if you've got any of your listeners who are going to uh, the caravan and camping shows, just to, to call by the Western Australian stand and, and say say hi to us. We've got very very knowledgeable people who've done the outback way previously, and um, you can grab hold of one of our holiday planners where it contains a lot of information and what you need to do in order to uh, travel the route. That's great. Excellent. And how do people get in touch with Australia's Golden Outback for further information about all the gold fields has to offer? We've got a website, australiasgoldenoutback.com. So if you were to visit our website, uh, we've got lots of information, uh, not only on Australia's Golden Outback, 
you know, cover, uh, as Marcus mentioned, more than 54% of Western Australia. Mm. So huge landmass. But we've got an area there on the Outback Way, some Outback Way drive trails that suggested itineraries. There's also information on the gold fields, the Golden Quest. And when you do have visitors join the Outback Way going to Laverton, and from Laverton they can continue on. On another self-drive route, the Golden Quest Discovery Trail from Laverton to Kalgoorlie. And then from Kalgoorlie, they can even do the Golden Pipeline Heritage Trail from Kalgoorlie to Perth. Or there's other trails, the Granite Woodlands Discovery Trail going from Kalgoorlie to Norseman, cutting through to Wave Rock in Perth. So mm. there's lots of information. Or people can just email us, marketing at goldenoutback.com, get in touch with us, and uh, we'll be quite happy to uh, hear from you. Uh, if you are coming our way. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Gabby. That's excellent. And um, I just think it's really valuable for people travelling the Outback Way to know that they can they go to the source of the information for certain areas that they're travelling through. So what you're providing and the, the amount and volume of information will be really valuable for people to plan their trip really well. And uh, we really want people to be able to do that and not miss out on anything because that would be a tragedy because there's so much to see. I suppose if you, for anyone out there who, who are considering doing the Outback Way, look, I, I did it a number of years ago and, and I've got to say it was one of my bucket trips. It was a bucket list to do and I'm so glad I did it. It truly um, is one of the most memorable road trips I've ever done to date. Just the, the scenery is just spectacular, really, really breathtaking, particularly, you know, going from Docker River and mm. travelling through uh, across the Naranjaraku lands to, yes. to Warakuna, Warburton, it's just breathtaking. The scenery is just amazing. And and also you'll get to meet, you know, travellers along the way and it's a good way to get information as well from from. I thought it was going to be really, really hard to undertake, but it was really quite easy. So in, in terms for us promoting the Outback Way, it just makes it so much more easier, uh, mm. particularly in our overseas markets. We had about maybe 30 cars coming across every day so we could just continually passing by trucks or, or vehicles. So in terms of remoteness, if you've got people out there who you know might be afraid of doing the Outback Way because of the remoteness, to be really, really assured that it's actually quite safe to do. Yeah, that's right. There's, there is quite a lot of traffic out there and you, within a couple of hours you will pass someone or someone will pass you. Like it'll be, it's not as isolated as I think people might think it might be. So that's yes. great. So, yeah, it, that certainly assures people, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, well, that's great, Gabby. Thank you so much and thanks for your time today and thanks to Marcus. So I think um, it was really good and we look forward to seeing how all your efforts uh, roll out over the season and I'm sure our listeners will be the beneficiaries of all your hard work and all the marketing that you're doing. So thanks again and, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch again sometime. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Gabby. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, 
we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.